All right. Welcome to episode five of Blunt Talk with Taylor, me on Respect My Region. And today I'm sitting down with Jasmine Pratt of Black Winds to talk about everything that she does and everything that Black Winds does and what they stand for and all of that. And I thought it would be the perfect way to kick off Black History Month. So, yay! yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes. Yes, and for this episode, I'm going to be smoking on the candied grapes here uh, from Royal Tree, one of my favorite vendors, uh, just because they do a really good job. Um, and this is like a nice socially affable strain, so I can sit and talk with you pretty easily. So. <laughs> I like their packaging. Yeah, uh, so it's crazy. I don't even remember, honestly, like when we first connected or met. Um, I know it was through Respect My Region somehow, um, but I I honestly don't remember. But all I remember is like one day, all of a sudden, I was just following you and uh, and I've just been loving and enjoying your growth and seeing everything you've done. And uh, Black Winds was a huge thing that I was like so stoked to see uh, because you know, as a white woman in America, I grew up with a lot of whitewashed education and, uh, and seeing like the actual history and seeing it from a bunch of wonderful black people was, uh, incredible. So, uh, yes. (laughs) So let's talk black wins, um, and how that started and how you obviously, it's obvious why you wanted to do it and what the it's spreading that message, but how yeah. did it all come together and how did you even think of it as like this uh, educational platform with these videos and how did that all come together? Yeah. So pretty much, so I'm based in LA mm-hmm. and um, from Tacoma, of course, but I live in LA now and um, my brother lives in Tacoma uh, and our other two friends also, well, one's in Seattle, one's in Vegas now, but at the time, this is in 2020. So at the time we were all in there, we were all on the West Coast, basically. We were all seeing what was going on on the news. Um, and it was that time, uh, it was actually George Floyd when the world really like went crazy, you know, um, everything was like chaos, you know, all the riots, um, all of the looting, but also all the protests. That was the main thing at the time, you know, was the protests, which is the actual, you know, trying to make change uh, aspect of it. And so each of us had our own different experiences going to different rallies across LA, across Tacoma, Seattle, all around. And one day I was talking to my brother and we're really close and he was like, hey, you know, like, how is it in LA, like with your eyes, um, like the the uh, protests and stuff. And I was like, honestly, dude, like I went to two. And after that, I was tapped out. I will be honest with you. Like LA was another, it was kind of like how Seattle was at night. Like I saw the videos of like how yeah. crazy Seattle was getting at night. Um, that's how it was, but in the daytime. So we had like smoke bombs. We had like pellets being shot at us. It was just like, nothing I'd ever seen before. It was almost like apocalyptic, <laughs> like right. low-key. Yeah. I was like, Yo, like, am I in the purge? It was scary. And so I kind of was like uncomfortable, but I was like, man, I still want to do something. And so I was having this weird, like, balance, trying to balance being like, okay, I'm very pro what we're talking about, but also 
I don't feel safe here, <laughs> you know, yeah. so what, what can I do? And so my brother was actually feeling the same thing, but more so like in Washington where he was going to them, it was more like a social thing. So he would go and it would be cool. Uh, but then everybody's like, okay, so you guys want to go out to eat afterward? Like, you know, it wasn't like they were sticking to the mission, you know, it was right. more so like a social gathering. And so we were kind of trying to figure, okay, what is it that we could do that's more longstanding? Cause eventually, you know, this is going to fizzle out, you know, yeah. like eventually we're not going to be, uh, we're not going to be protesting. Eventually we're not going to be, you know, there's going to be a trial. So everything's going to calm down. So what can we do to continue the movement and the message that this needs to change without it going away after a month or two of no more protests. So um, he's friends with a painter uh, from Tacoma, uh, Spanaway Tacoma, like us, uh, Perry Paints. And um, he, uh, they're they're friends, so they were thinking of doing something and then Aaron added me onto that. And then Perry added um, his friend Chris at the time into that and we all came together one day and we were like what can we do and so we came up with like why don't we just make a youtube channel and start teaching black history on youtube you know because it's so positive and we can tell our story the way that it's supposed to be told not the whitewashed way that it is in textbooks you know and like it could just be like from us who are like young adults but what would you have wanted to learn as a you know 15 16 year old in high school in history class back when we were in school like maybe we can just get back and that's what we do and then that's pretty much how black wins was born um took us about a year of planning and trying to figure out like the direction and like all that stuff um but now like great we're one year in That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how quick it can go, though, when you start doing something like that. And yeah. I know you guys have kind of traveled around as well now, too, because um, with episode one, it was on um, Tulsa, right, mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, in Black Wall Street. Um, and you guys went to the uh, next episode coming that hasn't come out yet. You guys traveled down to Oakland, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So you guys have traveled, which puts in mm-hmm. some time to it as well. Definitely. Things up. But yeah, how was that experience, though, going to these places and, and you know, interviewing these people and, and putting all of that together um, in the actual areas? Yeah, that, that was honestly like next level. So what we wanted to do to definitely set ourselves apart was to go and not just talk about what we're teaching, but to go there and that way encourage other people to go there and learn the history as well from the community and the people who actually live there and have family that maybe date back to these events. So Tulsa, that was our first one, like you said. And when we started doing the research, we didn't realize that last year was going to be the 100th uh, anniversary or centennial of the the massacre and so um when we started really digging we were like whoa like we have to go we knew we were gonna go but we were like we have to go you know right um walk the streets of what was once a place that was like a, a mecca for uh black people who were businessmen you know businessmen and women uh owning their own 
uh, grocery stores, owning their own uh, papers, you know, newspapers back then in 1920s, you know, 19 and yeah. so um, it actually started, I believe, in like the 1800s and then into it was actually about 20 years that it was a, a community before it was burned down. And so um, it was like developing in those years. And so it's just like just to know that it was it, and what people think, too, is when you hear Wall Street, you kind of think, oh, OK, like it was um, rich, which it was, but not okay. so much like a Wall Street now with like money and uh, right. The stocks and the trading. Stocks, and all that. That yeah. trading. It wasn't really like that. It was more so like a big, huge community. Right. And people from all over, like the Jim Crow South, were coming there because they felt like, oh, I have more of an opportunity here. Like right. it was, they said that the um, the dollar circulated the community. I think about fifty times before it left. Wow, to, like another neighboring, like maybe like a white community or something like right. that. You know, and um, it was really interesting because you know these people were doing this because they had to. You know, it was during like. I, I was amazed to even find out that, like, during the Trail of Tears, like, when the Native Americans were pushed into yeah. their lands and stuff, um, that there were also Black people with them. Because right. Natives also had slaves, but also they were, they had, like, mixed slaves with uh, Native Americans. And so, like, it was, like, a, their own community, too. So they were all together and then making these communities as well. So it was just very educational you know yeah. a lot of things that i had no idea about um i learned and then to go there and actually walk the streets and see how you know where one places once stood they still have buildings that have bricks that are melted that are that are over 100 years old wow yeah that's heavy wild yeah, that's heavy to see and absorb that and be around that. There was a lot of eye-opening things. Uh, Rewatching it this morning, there was a lot of eye-opening things that, you know, that I would have never known ever had I not looked for it, you know, or yeah. watched your video. So it's crazy to think because when I think, you know, when you think about Oklahoma, the first thing that you think about is not associating it with a successful black community, you know? And I think one of the stats was like, I think it was like 50,000 black Americans at one point were living there or something. Yeah. And that was eye-opening, you know, and I yeah. mean, and, and just the resiliency and the perseverance too. the takeaway from that video you had was that they rebuilt it and kept going after all of that happened. And, and it's just such a shame that a lot of that is buried and not a lot of it is shown. So, yeah, you know, a lot of these videos are, it, it's so refreshing and so nice to see. And I, I'm happy, happy to talk about it with you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So much so. Uh, and I know uh, this past uh, winter, fall, winter, um, the Kinsey Collection down in Tacoma as well, that both Blackwinds and ETC were a part of. Yeah, that was cool. Amazing. Uh, talking about Tacoma and, and its history and everything, watching that as well. Because um, I grew up around this area in Seattle and, and going down, I have family down in Federal Way in Tacoma era, area. So watching things like that and just like, I, these are history things that I would never have learned in school, even though they 
tried to focus on local history and talk about like the Native American history around here. You know, those are things that never came up. Um, so what was it like being asked to help make that video and talk about the history of Tacoma? Yeah, you know what? That one was really cool. So we had just um, started working on another episode. And when we were working on it, uh, we were approached by um, the museum, TAM, uh, Tacoma Art Museum, reached out and they let us know that they wanted a video to um, go in conjunction with the Kinsey Collection. And I I had heard of the Kinsey Collection. I just had never seen it before. Right. And, um, and so I was like, wow, this is like really cool, you know, and just to like be involved with such a major like nationally internationally known exhibit like the Kinsey collection has been everywhere in the Smithsonian like it's in LA right now you know I was gonna take my boyfriend to go see it because he didn't get a chance to see it in Tacoma right but um it's it was just really such a good experience and so we um at the time we were working with um this guy named Anthony Washington and he's from he's an educator from Seattle grew up in Seattle I think he was Garfield and he's a coach and um teacher still out there and so he was helping us with a lot with this episode um shout out to Anthony because he he taught he is the one who actually told us about um Dr. Maxine Mims and yeah. so um when 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 he told us that we were like wait what like <laughs> he's like yeah there's an educator and she she's the one who created the the um Evergreen Tacoma campus. I'm like, yeah. what? Like, so <laughs> that was wild. And so we actually had like actually a pretty, pretty steep list. We had like 10. I think we started off with 10 people and then we, we started to narrow them down. You know, we wanted to make sure there was enough women and there was enough men. Right. And, you know, um, and it was hard, honestly, to uh, cut it down because like when you find out this stuff, you kind of just want to tell everybody everything. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, man, our episode has to be like, 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to like turn it up, but it was, it was such a good experience and um, just meeting the people that we did. We didn't get to meet Maxine Mims in person because of COVID, you know, right. um, but we got to talk to her on the phone and that was so cool. Um, just to even like hear out of her own mouth, like the, the, what she saw in the community and what mm-hmm. the community needed in Tacoma to have a college where you know, people can learn these skills and then excel because they were taking classes over and over and over again in Tacoma Community College and at Pierce College, you know, things weren't transferring over correctly. So it was just like for her to start classes in her own home and then that expand into a whole building into like what it is today, like just totally blew my mind. And the support from the community was crazy too, because like, you know, when you start asking about certain people, they want to give you so much information. There's like yeah. a Washington, the Washington History Museum was super dope. They gave us all of our pictures, like we paid for them and stuff, but they just had right. so many resources that we yeah. had no idea about, you know, and it's just, it was, it was such an exciting time. And then um, that's how we met um, uh, the Black Panther that we met, uh, he's in the episode, uh, Mr. Elmer Dixon. And then from there, once we talked to him, cause he like, I don't know if you peeped this, but our dad is in that episode. I saw that. 
was like, yep, I know. I recognize. <laughs> I, I thought it was amazing, though. Like, why not? Yeah, well, you know, like, our my dad has been really pressing for my brother and I to work together. I went to school for radio. Aaron, he's, like, self-proclaimed, but, like, really really good at videography and editing and all that the production and so he's always been telling us like you guys need to work together you guys need to work together and so it just so happens that we like we're working together now but he also is what really instilled in at a young age like we need to know ourselves we need to know our history and unfortunately i wish i I mean now i'm like grown but i'm like i wish i would listen to my dad younger like (laughs) learn a little bit more about this before because it's so interesting you know but just to finally like take our his advice in multiple ways and then like learn about different things in the black panthers and like you hear you hear from my your dad right like my dad i'm hearing all these stories and all these things that he experienced during these times right and then to meet a black panther who actually like organized and put these things together that my dad was a child that got to experience it was just like we we were like we had to take a second like yeah And you finally get that chance to put it in perspective with your grown mind and being able to connect everything and everything that you've learned throughout the years as well. It goes from being dad's stories to being like, oh my gosh, like that was part of history, like Mm -hmm. a crucial part of history, which is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I totally get that. Uh, And moments like that, you know, it, it, it's hard to come by, but when you do, it definitely sticks around for a long time. So to be able to put that into a video and, and be able to cement that as a part of, uh, of your life. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was was definitely like next level. I wasn't even, you know, you kind of have an idea. Okay. This is going to be fun. This is going to be, but then when you are starting to really do it, you're just like, whoa, you know, like, this is intense. And sometimes it gets heavy too, because you know, like at the end of the day, we're talking about the wins because all throughout what we're learning in schools and stuff is just like slavery uh, and the civil rights movement yeah. and slavery. Like, you know, yeah. we're not talking much. Yeah, can confirm. Though, yeah. You know? uh-huh. Uh, that's pretty much all I ever learned about in mm-hmm. in in school was those kinds of things, and it was yeah. never about anything else. But all throughout my childhood, growing up, even to this day, it's all been black culture, black music, black art that I've appreciated the most out of everything. And that's what I, you know, I I'm in hip hop realm. Yeah, you know, that's my bread and butter. And so like understanding the importance of, of that and only being taught in school about the negativity of it and not the successes. Like there's a lot of things that I've had to break my ma- mind, you know, like blowing my mind about things that I never would have even known if yeah. I had just stuck to that, you know, American education. So uh, yeah, again, incredible work to be doing yeah Yeah, it's it's been it's been a great ride and um i'm here i'm here for it like i'm like hey we just just made another we just made a year you know we started our first episode was last year uh black history month and so now we're doing another black history month we're just like wow like it's been a year and our next episode 
hopefully he's coming out real soon. Like, <laughs> please come out yes. soon, you know, but. I'm sure it will. Excited. Yeah, I know. I was uh, I was listening to Perry's album. It's actually still sitting up here on my on my oh, shelf. No. Yes, uh, uh, Bobby Ross, and in it, there's you know I, some of his songs are all about Black Boy Joy, and some of the uh, samples that he used in there too, and it it really you know struck a chord with me. And and there's a lot of it. Um, the very ending of it, I can't remember exactly what the quote is um but it ends with when you present yourself to yourself are you happy with that and i think that theme is always so important to go by and and so i'm i'm thrilled that perry is a port of a, a port of it <laughs> a yeah. part of He's so talented and always has shown um that kind of love and adoration for himself and and who he is and what it means to be a black man in this world in and just his depictions of black women through his art as well are just I like his art his art is a hanging up in in my apartment as well <laughs> uh, so i've always just been such a big fan of it and you know like i said previously it, it's a lot of the things that you guys have done and people in our, in just this community as well out here and obviously extending down to LA since you're down there as well, but ha has seriously just like reshaped my mentality towards things and the way that I, I look at history and the way that I look at it, especially Northwest history and how it's been too, considering I've just lived my whole life out here. Uh, it's always, uh, it's always nice to just continue to grow and learn from all of you guys yeah. and whatnot. So very appreciative of that. Um, I know you're involved in a, a bunch of other things as well as black winds. Um, like you're part of the gumbo, uh, one half yes. of the gumbo. Yes, yes, yes. The Rainier Avenue radio life. Yes. <laughs> uh, how, <laughs> how has it been for you uh, going you know, studying radio broadcasts and everything, and then doing like broadcast journalism through like Black Winds and stuff, as well as hosting those shows. Um, how is that? Uh, how was I going to phrase that question? Um, basically, <laughs> how have you loved getting into that and studying that and growing through all these different avenues? Yeah, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> excuse me, as I get older, I'm starting to really see like the the paths and the things that I went through to mm -hmm. get to where I am today. Right. Um, I guess it takes a certain part of maturity to like <laughs> start yes. to see that in, in, in self. Um, so I went to UW Tacoma campus mm -hmm. and um, I graduated in uh, 2012 um, with the 11 actually 2011 and um, and I had a, a communications degree. And I always knew that I wanted to do something with that. And my, I actually have family members who are um, radio station DJs in D.C. And uh -huh. so um, out from there, my mom, she hit up my uncle and was like, you know, Jazz is really getting into radio. Like, maybe you can take her under your wing. Da -da -da. And so um, she flew me out for three weeks to kick it in D.C. But it wasn't even like just kicking it. It was definitely learning all the right. basics of radio and so when i did that 
I learned that I didn't know nothing about it. <laughs> <And> so, um, <laughs> like, school gave me the fundamentals and like the right. the backstory of of radio, but also like communications as a whole because it's communications is my degree. So you know, yes. like media is what I'm really learning about and like how things are taught and like why certain things are and like the way that certain like it was. It was I I I'm in college. Um, but not so much focused on radio. Um, and so right. when I came back, um, he was like, before I left, he's like, okay, now that you got these fundamentals, you got to figure out how you can continue with these skills and apply them because you're going to lose them if you don't use them. And I'm like, okay. So um, I started applying at different radio stations, like trying to get jobs and I never got them. So I was like, forget it. I'm just going to go ahead and just sign up for another, uh, for a, a certificate in radio broadcast at Green River. And so from there, that's when I really learned like how to edit uh, audio, how, like different microphones, different headphones, different, like just the, the the technical part of it all. Right. You know? um, and also um, more like my, my public speaking and stuff. So I had a radio show with them. It was called The Block. And um, we, we were the only hip hop show uh, from, what was it? It was late. It was like from 10 to, oh my God, it was like 10 to midnight. It was late. It was like a late night Wednesday show yeah. for the only hip hop show. And um, playing, because at the time, I don't know if you remember, but Cube had like went away for a little bit and they were like a right. power 933 or something like that. So we didn't yeah. have a hip hop radio station in Washington for right. a minute. Yeah. And so I was the only one playing hip hop. And so I was playing local artists too. And so right. that, doing that for, even after I graduated, I was doing that. And um, that's when I got introduced into Rainier Avenue Radio. I'd already known D-Money. We did an online radio show years yeah. before called Juice Radio. And um, I had a show on there called The Plug. And that's when I was, I was also playing local hip hop. But I, I was really tapped in with the local community, like the local hip hop community, going to shows uh -huh. and stuff like that. And then really... I just did it as long as I could, and then I moved to LA. Once I got to LA, I didn't have radio anymore because I'm in a new state. You know, I don't know anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so I, right. I, 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 I mean, it's like I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking, oh yeah, I'm gonna come out here and I'm gonna like be a radio person. I'm like, yeah, like. <laughs> 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 so that didn't happen, but it's okay because honestly, I started a podcast and like still just. Um, working with my skills, you know, that I learned yeah. and just keeping the, keeping my school, my core skill set, like up to date, you know, knowing how to use different programs and stuff. And then just all that to be able to move. And, and I could just see how all of that seasoned me to get me ready to be right. what I'm doing right now with Black Winds. It's just mind blowing because now like I'm running, we, we're running our own organization, like, and I'm the right. face of it. Like that's what's wild to me. Like, I, you know, <laughs> And they say, like, when you put things out into the universe and you put things out, you say things in prayer. It's real because I'm telling you, I put on my bio on Instagram, I, I put YouTuber. I was like, girl, I ain't even on YouTube yet. Make it till you make it. Yeah, and here I am making YouTubes, teaching Black history, and, and I could just keep YouTuber on there because, it, and I just put it, That's I just it. said it, you know what I mean? And I was like, I want to do this, and I'm going to do it. I don't know how, I don't know where, but I'm going to do it. You know, so 
it it's all it's all in 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 this like I don't know what's next, you know, but I feel like really, really, really good about black wins. Like we all want this to end up being our nine to five, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're I feel really good about it too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm a huge fan and I can see the vision and I can see the future of it and I'm not even a part of it. So <laughs> I, I'm rocking with y'all and I'm, I'm hoping for the best for you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, have you met anybody in LA or started making any connections that you would potentially take up being radio down in LA at all? Or are you more focused on, on pushing black wins? You know, now I'm very focused on Black wins more so, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm, I'm not opposed. That's why I still keep with, with the gumbo. Like, I've been doing the gumbo at least five years. Like, yeah. uh, like when I, we were doing, we were doing the gumbo when I was still doing the radio show. We, we were actually doing the show at the station. Right. And then, um, and then we started doing it uh, remote now that I'm in L.A. Um, yeah, and shout out to Dom. That's my, that's my co-host. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's it's uh, really I have met a few people out here and um, it's I, L.A. is it's, it's huge. So it's, yeah. you got to know, like, the right people. Um, but I, I have met a couple of DJs out here and um, and I know where I could go. I just haven't pursued it because. Now I'm so focused on like black wins for this last year. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't want to try to like bite off more than I could chew. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to like be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do radio, but I'm also going to do black wins because I don't ever want to have to feel like I have to choose, you know? That's where I'm at with it right now. But that doesn't mean it's it's not going to change later. Like, I think radio is always and will be always my first love and where I even got to the point where I can be this YouTuber today, you know, yeah. um, but, and I do see radio in my future. I just don't know exactly like where, but again, what it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to come sometime, you know what I'm saying? Black wins radio in the future. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, who knows? Who knows? I could be that. You could become the educator. You could become like the modern day Maxine Mims and start educating Mims. and start your own. Put it out there, Taylor. Put it out there. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, we can make this happen. Yeah, <laughs> you have a support system around you. Yeah, from your lips to God's ears, okay? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and there's just something to it, you know, uh, when you have that kind of personable uh, way to connect with people and to just have these conversations and to have it in such a like a meaningful way that it actually resonates unlike a lot of like previous it, it, documentaries and things uh, you know in the past were so dull and so dry a lot of them in high school you know I'm falling asleep on my desk watching them right, <laughs> and right. right. so to be able to create these things in, in, in that sort of way that actually resonates with people and is interesting to watch and keeps their attention i mean you you have such a knack for it and you're surrounded by a team you know the whole squad all of you are so talented to put together it and top-notch quality that is engaging is it's incredible to see so i'm just saying the future is bright the future is bright (laughs) shout out to my team shout out to black wings like we we all hold like a different um a different 
role, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm obviously the face, but I'm, I also do a lot of the, the writing, but so does Chris. Chris is on the team. Shout out to Chris. He's like my right hand when it comes to like writing, because yeah. I can't write all of that by myself, you know, <laughs> like it's a lot, you know, uh, he's like, okay, 10 minutes, but I got to write and say, like, that's a lot. Yeah, you know? yeah <laughs> so it is. Chris is always always there to do a lot of that and he also does the social media stuff and then uh we got perry you see you can see the art you know like every time it's always i just everything about black winds is so like so cool to me because it's like you get to see a little bit of everybody you know they're not just my words those are also chris's words those are not my pictures those are those are perry's paintings you know yeah aaron my brother he's the filmmaker and he also is the one that storyboards and puts this all together to even look visually appealing you know to look and interesting and to follow it and all these little added things and like the little typing noises that he puts in there like (laughs) you know like just the little the little details that makes it like so cool like that's him and we all just like have these core roles that are so important that it's like we were such a rock solid team like we're all friends now at first it was like okay my me and my brother are brother and sister but he's also friends with so-and-so but now we're all like we're all friends you know and it's like it's it's been really cool to just like be be a part of this and like do something and we keep it 10 minutes so y'all can't fall asleep (laughs) (laughs) that's a short-term attention span that people have nowadays You got to keep it short and concise. Exactly. Short and sweet, but you got educated in that 10 minutes. You yes, <laughs> exactly. And it definitely has that rewatch capability of it, too. So it's easy to uh, get sucked in to the YouTube platform. So <laughs> definitely subscribe if you are not at all. Go subscribe because uh, as new episodes drop, I guarantee you will get sucked into it. So uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, and do you see it, your guys' team growing and expanding at all? Or do you see it just staying? No, I do see it expanding. <laughs> I see it as, as core, being the core uh you know, into the future, I do see that, but uh, it may be like the head of our own teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I, personally, I, I see Black Wings, like I said, we, we, I want this to be the it all be all for me, you know, like yeah. I'm so passionate about this. Like, I feel like I've always felt good about different things. Like, oh, this feels good. No, this feels good. Like, this feels yeah. great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, it, it's like different. It's a different feeling. You know, I get like, they say like you get like a fire in your heart. Like I legit feel like that that burning in my soul when it comes to yeah. this stuff. And I, it's like I feel like okay, this might be just my calling, you know? Like this is real. And like it's like we're all just so passionate about it in different ways too. And so yeah. I do see it expanding. I mean, we're at the point where we we were crowdfunding, and now we're at a point where we're gonna try to um, actually get like a fiscal uh what's it called fiscal sponsor. To uh-huh. uh, be able to get grants, so so cool. Um, yeah, so there's so many. It, it's funny because I went to this website called Grants.gov, and we qualified for so many of these grants. And I was like, man, that's man, we need to get that. But we weren't at the status to be able to receive it, and right. so now we're applying to be have a fiscal uh, scholar, and they and we basically we apply like under their umbrella, and then they get like a percentage of it. But ultimately, we still get to control our product. We get to control everything about it. They just 
help us be able to get the funding that we need to or the status to be able to right. get the funding that we want. And so if we get a big budget, girl, I, I see us on beyond YouTube, okay? Netflix, HBO Max, like <laughs> Yes. Like I'm trying to have us be everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be honestly incredible right. to see. Uh, I would I love that. Yeah, I have seen so many different documentaries on Netflix and Hulu. I mean, that's that's all I I watch practically half the time is documentaries, and and I I could definitely see it on there. So I'm again helping you speak that into existence and making that happen because I would love to see it. So uh, stellar. Uh, So let's talk about. uh, some of the uh, upcoming uh, po- potentially after uh, Oakland, have you guys figured out um, what the following episodes are going to be? So we can't be telling too much of, of 2022 stuff yet. We already talked about that. We were okay. like, we talk about too much, but I can say our next episode, yes, we did go to Oakland and mm-hmm. actually we went to uh, the Black Panther Party's Ooh, I believe it was the 55th anniversary, but please the no, 55th anniversary. Um, and when uh, when we went there, we filmed all about it. And so we also are going to be teaching people the correct information about Black Panthers. So um, because a lot of people, when, when you ask them, I, I've heard some wild stuff when it comes to like what people think who they were. And I'm like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> like, people even said they're like, oh, I heard they're like the black KKK. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Like, you need to okay. watch Black Wins. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's not it at all, you know? So, we're, that's yeah. our next episode. It's going to be on the Black Panthers and who they were, but also our experience. So we're, we really want people to also now, I, can, I guess I could share a little bit of this. We really want people to also be encouraged to do the same things that we do as far as like going there. So like we're going to have our episode, but I think we're also going to start implementing more of like the experience of it too. So maybe like part two where we can like tell y'all and like kind of like blog style. Yeah. What what happened and like some of the stuff that maybe didn't get added into the episode because it's only 10 minutes, but we got so much footage, you know, three, four days full of footage you know, um, and like some of the places that we got to go, uh, we went to the place that's the, the, um, original headquarters and it was once a storefront, but now it's a bakery. It's called, Um, it's all good bakery. And we were thinking like, Oh, like, what does this mean? It's all good. Like all of it's good or it's all good. Like, you know, like the thing, we're trying to figure it out. Girl, it's literally all good. We went there twice. (laughs) (laughs) Like there we tried was funny. What was your favorite thing? Oh my gosh. Okay. My favorite thing probably had to have been uh they had okay, so they had this it's called a uh I'm gonna have to just say I have to pick <laughs> it was the socket to me cake. Oh my god. It's like socket to me cake? Yes, have you ever had that before? No, what is that? Okay. So it's like it's a it's a it's a type of pound cake. So you have you have like a pound cake with like the icing on it. Okay. Yeah, totally. So 
So it's like that, but it's, I don't know what they put in it, girl, but it's called Sock It To Me. <laughs> and we got to Google this. <laughs> we have to Google what else is in it because it has like, it has, I think it's cinnamon maybe or brown sugar or something like that. It's so fire. There's, oh my gosh. My brother was, I was eating in the back seat and my brother was like, you good over there? I was like, no, bro. <laughs> about to die. This is so good. <laughs> Oh, it looks delicious. I just had to look it up real fast. But yeah. We also had this cake called a 7-Up cake. And it's also a pound cake, but it's literally made with 7-Up. Like they Okay, poured, that's what like, I was hoping. Yeah. <laughs> like it literally got some, like a whole a whole two liter of 7-Up. Oh my God. That's a lot of 7-Up. <laughs> I bet it's super crisp and super refreshing. Oh, man. It's so good. It's got that little, like, hits of lemon in there. Ooh. <laughs> I've, had, I've had like a coca-cola cherry cupcake before that oh. had like coca-cola in the batter and it was yeah. like a chocolate cupcake with cherries in it as well and that was good so i'm i'm yeah. down for the soda in the yeah. in the desserts i think that's a great and, uh, cake is next level and it's funny because like these are cakes that we used to eat like in back in like the baptist church days like you could go and like after church you get fried chicken you get soul food and then you get these cakes and different like kinds and so i haven't had a seven up cake since i was probably seven like wow <laughs> yeah it has been a long time since i've had that cake but it was fire and then um i want to say i want to say there was one there was a pie oh it was the um Girl, they had a pecan pie. It was so. Oh. And they That's had like, like a mini pie. I couldn't Yum. even eat it. I had to eat the whole mini. A duck. <laughs> 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 There's, no, There's no saving any for later. No. No, no saving anything. Sure. <laughs> you can't even make it to the hotel. <laughs> I'm I'm getting hungry just thinking about this. <laughs> it was so good. It was, I'm telling you, like if you go to Oakland, yeah, you must stop at the It's All Good Bakery. You it's must. All good. It, is a, it is a requirement. <laughs> all right, all right. I love the Bay, so I'm gonna have to make Me a trek back down and go back down there because that uh, mm-hmm. that sounds. Let wrong. me know what you do too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> we'll have an epic meeting and we'll all plan it and we'll all get together and Listen, go down to that big driving. So, a one hour flight. Let me know. Perfect. I'll be there. We'll make a thing of it. Mark your calendars, y'all. Join us down in Oakland. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, gosh. Uh, So throughout this whole process, throughout this whole past year, what has been your favorite part of making anything, any of the episodes, any of the, like, even during, like, you know, pre or post production, sometimes you just have those moments or certain things. Like, what has been one of your favorite moments? Mm, Wow. Um, You've all been so fun. (laughs) <laughs> it's hard, uh, but one that really, I would say one that really stuck out to me the most is when we went to Oakland, we got to see the um, Huey P. Newton 
bust unveiling. So that was like oh, wow. iconic dress. So yeah. uh, Huey P. Newton is one of the two founders of the Black Panther Party. And um, he's the one that's passed away. There's one other one, Bobby Seale. He's still alive. Yeah. Um, but um, they have a bust. So like, you know, the, the statue that's like a chest up. Yeah. Uh, and my brother and I got a picture with it. And it was, when I tell you, it was palm green. It was, imagine Washington in September. Like, yeah. California. Like, it was yeah. like the rain. And, and it's crazy because California at the time, we went in, in October. So at the time, California was in a drought. Yeah. In LA, all California was in a drought. And that was the first time that Oakland had rain in about six maybe maybe six months or longer wow so it it was downpour like but you should have seen how many people did not care they were i i would if i could guess it was no less than 500 people like all just out there waiting to see the unveiling of this bust and also to take pictures with it because this is such an iconic moment. It's not often that that a city would even recognize, you know, the Black Panther Party, right? Outside of if someone calling it, you know, like a terrorist organization or something like that, because the FBI had, you know, them on their on their, on their list, you know. Right. Um, and so it was historic for Oakland, but it was historic for, you know, black people in general for us to have like some of like someone who we would consider like one of our heroes right. to be seen um, like that. And that's going to be there forever. And um, he's he they actually did it in the, actually the place that he died too. Um, wow. the, the place that he passed the same street area um, is where is where they have it placed. And it's just like. I don't know, like just something about that moment really stuck out to me because it was like not everybody can say that they've been to this. You know, they got to experience this. It's pouring down rain and yeah. there's 500 people out here waiting to see this moment. People flew from different states like this. It was like such a major event. And for me to be able to be like, yeah, like I was there and be able to tell my grandkids one day, like, yeah, I was there, you know, yeah. and to experience that, that was powerful because, you know, I wasn't around when the Black Panthers were, were patrolling the streets, you know, I, I wasn't right. there. Uh, that was my dad's generation, but I can say in my generation, I got to see that. So that to me was probably my favorite uh, wow. moment. Yeah. yeah. Especially in such a like crazy historic time frame that we're in mm-hmm. right now, given the pandemic and everything, uh, yeah. just heavy atmosphere to be in, around something like that. So wow, yeah. that's uh, I'm I'm assuming that'll be part of the next episode. Yes, is- <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't want to give away too much, but uh, no. putting two and yeah. two together. <laughs> Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I can understand why that would be such like a, a crazy moment to pull out from that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that and seeing that. So I'm glad we got to hear a little bit of that backstory to it. So, uh, so exciting. Uh, is there 
anything else about Black Winds or anything that you really wanted to highlight or share with us at all that we haven't already covered? Um, you know, we covered quite a bit and I'm actually really excited, but I do want to just let people know that like the, what we really aim to do is highlight the wins in black history because it is not talked about enough. And there are plenty, there's so many things that we could talk about in the wins category that we will probably eventually have to cover sometime in the years that we (laughs) continue to do this. And black history is every day. It's not just black history month. I think that that's one thing that I would also want people to recognize too. Like black history is being made every single day. Um, and it should be celebrated every single day. Um, and I think that it's really great that we're in a time right now where people are starting to really like understand and care more than prior years I've seen. I think that we're in a good generation of, of people uh, and in a time for our country, but also for um, our peers to really like care about this stuff. And so, um, because the support has been insane and I, have never seen anything like what we're trying to do. And so I've seen different things, but like just the things that make us unique is definitely something that I would hope that everybody could see as well and really like see and know that this is from our hearts and that we really, really, really really love this like that that, this is like literally made with love (laughs) yes (laughs) a big whole heaping of love here (laughs) i love it that really kind of just sums everything up so beautifully there so um well let's wrap it up here um by just talking about uh just a little bit of like where people can find you uh where they can find black wind stuff um and just kind of moving forward how they can um subscribe and and just keep in touch with you guys yeah um on instagram and on twitter my handle is i'm just like on the screen actually jazzy red one under four <laughs> um and then also our uh black winds page is at black winds uh b-l-k-w-i-n-s um where that's what our instagram is and i think that our twitter is the same but with the underscore on it someone else had a black winds twitter we were like what <laughs> I have to hunt them down and get them okay, involved. Okay, like, let's have what you want for this year. <laughs> but, yeah, please follow, uh, please follow me. I love meeting new people. I love collaborating. We all love to collaborate. Um, if there's something, some local projects, or even, you know, if you're in another state, like, this is on the internet. So if you're in another area or something like that that you'd like for us to cover or you want to, uh, to get involved with or want us to get involved with, please send us DMs. You can go to our website, uh, blackwinds.com. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, of course, and just type in Black Winds. We are there, too. And, um, yeah, we're always looking to collaborate, always looking to meet new people. We really hope that you guys are loving what we put out so far. I know Taylor has let us know she is. So. <laughs> <laughs> always always <laughs> such a big supporter of everybody yes. in this community and everything everybody does. So it, it's uh, it's made me who I am today, especially the people in my local community around here. And, and I just – I. 
I love, like you said, like, oops, I'm just bumping everything now. Um, but like you said, I love connecting with people. I love, I love just talking about life in general. And that's really what I wanted to do with this podcast with Blunt Talk was be able to sit down and have these kind of conversations and, and just talk about the real deal feeling of living and being a part yeah. of this crazy moment in history and and revolutionizing the world because I think that's exactly what our generation is here to do given the way that history timeline has been I feel like we're we're the ones and and even more so the next generation coming up are we're the ones yeah. to revolutionize and change the trajectory of life itself so um like I said I was so thrilled to get you on here and talk about it because I'm such Yay. such a huge supporter of everything you guys are doing because I'm such a hungry person for knowledge and learning about history. And I've even had some of my own revelations in my own history, um, finding out about my grandmother's life before I was even born that I never really knew about. So, uh, you know, it's always cool to learn about these new things and, and what came before us because you learn so much through history and, uh, and through what has happened before. And you don't, you know... Yeah. You, those people have passed and they're dead. So you can't necessarily just talk to them. Right. Um, so, yeah. So it's so cool to watch all of this happen. So I'm excited. Yeah. So well, excited. I'm grateful to you. I really want to tell you thank you for reaching out and, and wanting to interview me. And, and yeah. uh, I love everything that you've been doing too. Like, you know, I, I, when you mentioned how we met, it is through, um, uh, respect my region because we were both writing for hip hop. That's what it was. We were both yes. hip hop writers, and we were picking which ones. Okay, you do this one. Okay, Jazz, do you do that one? Okay, Taylor, do you do that one? That's so right. that's how we ended up meeting. Oh and, wow, um, yeah. Yep, and uh, we were both writers, and and I remember reading some of your articles. And I was like, this girl knows her stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I find so. myself in that. Yes, yes. especially my local people. I I do my research. I I love learning about everything and. And, and knowing about it and not just consuming it um, because I am such an emotional and passionate person that it's it's hard for me not to fully embrace anything that I'm involved in. So like I said, people like yourself and others in the community are the inspiration for everything that I do and continue to do because I'm all about supporting everybody. So, yes. Yes. so any way that we can support you, let us know. We'd I love to. <laughs> yes. And I will continue to push everything y'all do and support it. So again, <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for coming through. This was the fifth episode of Blunt Talk, and I am so excited to keep it going and to keep pushing everything through Respect My Region. So, yeah. All right. Well, if there's anything else you want to say real quick, I think this uh, about wraps it up. Yes. Everybody follow Tay if you haven't. Okay. She's the bomb. <laughs> yes. And go listen. Uh, tune into the gumbo when it's on. Yes. yes. It's actually on tonight. I got another thing to do tonight. Uh, <laughs> yes. Constantly grinding. Constantly working. Yes. Love to see it. All right, y'all. Well, that is going to wrap it up for today's day or today's episode of Blunt Talk. And apparently the blunt really got me because I'm tripping over all of my words. So... I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my day <laughs> and work off this blunt. <laughs> Later, y'all. <laughs>